This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. Before we continue, I want to share some stories with you. I would ask you a personal favor. If you happen to listen to this show on iTunes, if you could consider leaving making a rating and leaving a review i'd really appreciate it it helps with um the standing of this podcast on itunes um or if you know anyone who happens to listen um please ask them to leave a rating uh, i'd really appreciate it i want to continue on from the emotion of the first segment and share some stories with you and ask you to put yourself in my position or in other people's position and see how you would react as I was at my friend's funeral, and um, he was a Catholic, I heard a story that troubled me and made me question a lot of things. And I want to share that story with you. He was involved in the church in different ways. And he was a Catholic. And for those not familiar with Catholicism, one of the most important parts of Catholicism and been involved in the Mass is to be a Eucharistic minister, which is give out the bread and the wine, which they consider um, to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And several years ago, he was asked to be a Eucharistic minister. And he went along in the training and became one and was one till he sadly passed away. But it almost didn't happen. And I want to share the story, why it nearly didn't happen. It happened because he had doubts. Those doubts didn't arise from not feeling worthy, not feeling he wasn't of good enough standing in the community. They didn't happen because he didn't want to. It didn't happen because of anything in his past or his emotions. He didn't feel he wasn't up to it or he didn't have the skills to do it or didn't, you know, have the spirit to do it. No, the reason it nearly didn't happen was, when I say this, I hope many people will feel it's kind of outrageous. The reason he didn't almost decide not to do it was because he had a little fear. And that fear was, how would people perceive him giving out the Eucharist? Because he had a beard. Now, not just any beard. It was longer than, to give you an American example, longer than Phil Robertson's beard. It was a lovely beard. I, you know, I'm a man and I got no problem admitting, you know, there's a bit of, there was a bit of me jealous of his beard. It, it was, it took a long time to grow and, 
you know, there's a little part of me that says, man, I wish I could grow a beard like that, but that's just not me. But he had fear about how people would approach him and would they approach him? Would they ignore him or, you know, go to another person because he had a beard? Now, I've yet to find a reason or a person to come to me and say, so you're going to come to me. I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to put my hand in a chalice. I'm going to take out a, what they believe is the body of Christ and give it to you. How a beard inter interferes with that, I don't know. But I also heard some people say they would never go to him because of that, because of his beard. It made me sad. And when I heard this story, I thought, how silly of a reason. And how sad is it that people actually think like this? And it made me question, how many other people are not being involved, not following God or not going for their highest good because of a reason that has absolutely nothing to do with it, but it's what society kind of feels at the moment, what people would actually think. How many people are we disillusioned from serving others because, well, I have a beard. Or I look a certain way. Or I don't dress a certain way. And then. I'll come back to that in just one second. Then I heard another troubling story. And this is from a dear friend of mine. Who will remain nameless. And she is a truly lovely lady. And she's a grandmother. And she's a writer. And she's a talented writer. She doesn't fit into the boxes that people would put on writers today because many people editors and i've been around some of them who think if you only write a certain way you're good and if you don't write that way you're crap she puts her heart on the page and she writes about subjects that you know might some mightn't think are the most interesting or some mightn't be the most cool subjects but she puts her heart out on the page and she shares her stories and her experiences and her emotions and she loves America and she wants to help America find its heart and its core and its soul again you know she's not a person to rip other people and tell call names and insult others you know the, the things that are cool today and she told me a, a story that someone told her she was too old to write. And there are a few other things that have happened this week. And when I heard those two stories, I went, my God, how screwed up are we as a society? We are judging someone on their talents, on their age, and on a beard. How much time do we spend looking at someone's heart? And how much time do we actually think about the real person? What they really want, you know, their life experiences. We have become a culture in many ways that 
only focuses on the exterior, you know, the stuff in many, many instances we can't control. And we don't focus on what's important. Now add those two stories together and ask yourself, how many times have we done that? How many times have you done that? It's so easy to judge someone because of their upbringing, their age, their education level. Oh, you don't have a degree. You can't be smart. Huh. Believe me, I've been on the downside of that. It doesn't bother me. You know, if you have a piece of paper that says you went to college for three or four years, you're somehow smart to talk on every issue, where if you don't have it, you're stupid. How many other ways? We judge you on your income. Well, you know, anyone that earns less than $50,000 a year is stupid or is a moron. We base it on winning. Well, how much do they win? Well, winning can be different to any different from person to person. Again, I go to sports. You know, winning for a pitcher can be throwing 200 innings. Winning for another pitcher might be winning 20 games. Winning for another pitcher might be closing 60 games. Having, you know, closing 45 games and appearing in 60 games. Another pitcher might think winning is, I don't know, having an ERA of two. Winning for a batsman might be 200 hits. Might be 30 home runs. Might be 100 RBIs. I'm just using baseball because it's spring training and eventually I have to catch up with how the Yankees are doing. But winning can be different. Winning is different to everyone. But how often do we judge on the exterior and not on the heart of someone? How often do we judge based solely on things, I know I've said this many times today, how many times do we judge someone on their election and who they voted for or who they like and not on their heart? Let me finish up this segment by asking you one question. And making a statement that some will consider controversial today. But I feel it needs to be said for this show. It should be common sense, but it's controversial in 2016. I don't hate any body who supports a candidate. Anyone is welcome to listen to the show. Anyone is welcome to to tweet me or get in touch with me on Facebook, just because you support a certain candidate doesn't make me question, have an opinion of you. I'll try and find your heart, your soul, your beliefs, your emotions. And let me give you an example of one politician right now. Sadly, this Tuesday didn't go quite as well for a candidate as they'd hoped. And that candidate is Marco Rubio. Now, could I hate Marco Rubio? I'm sure I could. I could talk about how Marco Rubio wants to negatively impact my life because he supports Amnesty and because he was involved in the Gang of Eight. And I could get caught up on my own personal emotions and go, he's making it harder for me to move to America and achieve my dream. I need to hate him. I need to demean him and insult him. I don't. 
I don't agree with his position on amnesty or the Gang of Eight. I also don't share his views on the Fourth Amendment and the NSA. That's okay. I don't hate him. I've never met the guy. My enemy is not an individual. Marco Rubio is not my enemy. Ted Cruz is not my enemy. Donald Trump is not my enemy. His supporters are not my enemy. My enemy is tyranny. My enemy is hate. My enemy is big government. And they are the positions I will try and fight. Regardless of who supports them. But just because I speak out. Just because I share fears. And share concerns about how America is going right now. Doesn't mean I have to hate you. Or have to demean you or insult you. I'll try and find your heart. At each and every opportunity. What way do you deal with people? What way do you. Get involved with people? Do you think I'm talking complete and utter nonsense? Or do you think the world is. Kind of going the wrong way right now. In the way it talks. In the way it treats others. And it seems to desperate. To be belong to a collective. And brotherhood. That is the question you have to ask yourself this weekend. That is the question you need to ask yourself. And ask yourself what you're going to do about it. Because things don't get better. By just sitting around. We need to act. And I, on that subject. I want to discuss something very important with you in the next segment. The riots in Chicago. And acting. I'll be right back, America. Please stick with me. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. 